stuff and things, things and stuff. So rainy by you. Oh, it's so rainy by me. I hate it. It's, this is not, I didn't sign up for this. This is why we moved. My sister keeps, not even rainy, Haley. It's snowing. It's raining and snowing. And I, I hate all of it. And it seems like the snow has subsided, but the rain is still, it she's snowed, still going. It snowed more by you this entire winter than it has by me. Yeah. Which is weird. Messed up. Yeah. I don't agree with it. I would right. like to file a complaint. On the day we record, we're recording on the day of um, the, when the clocks, days. yeah, on the, when the clocks change. Mm-hmm. So we're all in a fucking weird we're place right now. But um, tomorrow is uh, going to be really shitty out and so is Tuesday. So, well, the day this Same comes out, here. it's going to be shitty, so. Hate hate this for both of us. Hate this for both of us. But let us know if it's gonna if it's if you're in the same camp. If, if it's, it's gonna be shitty, shitty by, by you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is gonna come out when it's a a cold and rainy, sleety day in New Jersey, and um, mm. part of this case takes place in New Jersey. Okay. And um, if I said the name, we're gonna jump right into it. If I said the name Caleb McGilvery, would that mean anything to you? Um, the first name that, that makes, that makes me think of me. <laughs> yeah. And the many Caitlin's that I know, the too many no, Caleb. Oh, I thought you said Caitlin. No, see, Caleb. it still makes me think of me because everything makes me think of me because I'm uncomfortable when we're not about me. Perfect. Um, it, it rings even less of a bell now. What about, um, the name Kai? Does that make any, does that ring any bells for you? Um, yeah, actually, um, that's the name of Michael's former boss. And if you're listening, please don't. (laughs) If you're listening, don't. Well, if you're listening, don't. And also it's not exactly filling me with warm, fuzzy feelings. I don't think this case will. Um, but also, um, I don't think crime case. No, I don't think these are the same person. I would hope that these aren't the same person. Uh, what if I said smash, 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 does that make any, uh, does that ring any bells for you? Is it like smash or pass? No. Like the trend or is it like smash the short-lived We Were Robbed TV show with Katherine Heigl and Megan Hilty? No. Um, is it like, is it like the wild thornberries, the dad who's like smashing? No. So oh, well, this is that. this is from a viral video that happened in about 2013. Do you remember Kai the Hitchhiker? No, but I'm I'm a I'm a pause you right there. Remember, I in 2013 I was not allowed to do much. Up until like 2016, I wasn't allowed to do much. That's true. Uh, so this case might be completely new to you. Um, yeah, but probably won't be to many of our listeners. Kai the Hitchhiker was, went viral for a video after he was interviewed um, after an incident that we're going to get into happened, and uh, his oh. interview. Uh, his interview on like the local Fox affiliate went viral. Um, okay. And then some more shit happened. So. Okay. What is going to be new for Caitlin? Will <laughs> is be all of it. Familiar like. to a bunch of people that's happening. So I'm going to jump right into it. Caleb McGilvery, who I will refer to as Kai throughout the episode. That is how he referred to himself um, in the rest of his life. Um, he had some aliases, but Kai was kai lawrence i think is how he referred to himself mostly okay okay we love a lawrence brother yeah Mm -hmm. uh he was born on september 3rd 1988 in edmonton alberta canada he's the second of four children and if you asked him he'd say that he was raised in a fundamentalist christian cult he was sexually assaulted when he was young and hitchhiking through british columbia and that his parents were divorced Kai said in an interview that he was, quote, locked in a cage for four years and treated like an animal, end quote, and that his family, quote, put a lock on the door that went from the outside in, end quote. His cousin, Jeremy McGilvery Wolf, said of Kai in the documentary that I'm going to be referring to throughout the episode, quote, growing up, he was loud. He was funny and mischievous, very mischievous, end quote. He goes on to say that while he himself had a very normal childhood, Kai was, quote, kept at home end quote um so he did he did confirm some of what kai had said in other interviews um i don't know if it's as extreme 
as mm-hmm. he would go on to say, but that is not for me to decipher. Um, yeah. He he did say in the documentary that he was locked in his room quite a bit. Um, he describes a memory of blankets covering the windows in Kai's bedroom to black out the light. Wolf says mm-hmm. that Kai's mother's uh, had a breaking point when Kai attempted to start a fire in the house at the age of around 13. After that, he was sent to Bosco homes for troubled teens. One thing Wolf says that I think will become very telling later on is that Kai quote, didn't realize if you were laughing at him or with him, he would get Mm. so angry. He thought you were teasing or making fun of him. He would go into these little rages and then snap out of them. End quote. That's kind of sad. Yes. So I think, um, uh, throughout the documentary that I'm going to refer to, um, I think it's called the hatchet wielding hitchhiker is the documentary. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix now. Um, throughout the documentary, um, Kai's mother is interviewed a couple of times and it, it does seem she acknowledges that there is something, um, possibly neurodivergent, possibly mental health related with her son, Um, but that it wasn't fully addressed. She says that they went to some doctors and they didn't get a clear diagnosis and it was kind of left at that. Um, I will say that through many recordings of Kai as a person, it does seem that there is something there that should probably be addressed and we'll get to that. Um, Kai's mother, meanwhile, Shirley, um, paints a different picture of his childhood, um, while her and Kai's father's divorce when Kai was four caused turmoil in his life, which it would with anybody, um, mm-hmm. she says she did lock him in his room sometimes, um, kind of as he describes. She explains that during Kai's youth, quote, for a short period of time, I had to stop the ability of him getting out of his room too early because he was a free spirit. He would get up early and or, or earlier than I did and get into stuff that would cause him harm, end quote. Although Kai would talk kind of badly about his family during later interviews, Shirley still expressed love for her son. Quote, Caleb is a person who has always led with his heart. And because of that, he is very trusting. And I'm not sure that's always healthy for people. And I'm certain, and I certainly see the situation with my son where I'm not sure it was the best that I think it put him in a situation that possibly set him up. End quote. Okay. And now we'll get into it. So. Okay. 24-year-old Kai was on the road for some time before the incident that shot him to fame. He said later in an interview that he was not homeless, he was home free. He worked odd jobs in whatever city he landed in to make a little bit of money. He'd find a party or go surfing. And he'd sometimes meet people who would let him crash on his couch Uh, on their couches floors garages whatever other times he'd sleep under overpasses or in parks it just seemed to be the life that kind of like suited him he just didn't need to be tied down anywhere and wanted to be able to do whatever he wanted at any moment yeah in the late morning of february 1st 2013 a hitchhiking kai was picked up off a highway outside bakersfield california headed toward fresno driving the black oldsmobile was jet simmons mcbride He was 54 years old, well over six feet tall and pushing 300 pounds. He would later claim that he was Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) It never goes well. Yeah. According to an article by the Canadian paper, The Globe and Mail, McBride was unhinged before Kai even got in the car. The article reads, quote, McBride was on his way to thwart a terrorist attack, he believed, from conspiracy theories that he had read on the internet and his own calculation of numbers and signs, was about to occur at the Super Bowl. End quote. God damn it. Yeah. The article goes on to illustrate his mental state, saying that he got rid of his dog and cell phone so that he could not be traced, um, and that he was keeping an eye on white trucks he, quote, knew were members of the Illuminati following him. End quote. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this is the situation Kai was entering. While they were traveling together, they talked and everything seemed fine. Uh, They stopped when the car overheated and McBride gave Kai $40 for weed, which they shared while McBride poured water on the radiator to cool it down. According to the article, the two seemed to get along pretty great. 
At one point, Kai says that McBride told him about a time that he sexually assaulted a 14-year-old girl while on a business trip (sighs) in the Virgin Islands. Not great. From there, Uh -uh. McBride expressed racist views against the black community. um, And around 2 p.m., while they were driving through a busy area near Fresno, um, McBride drove his car straight into Pacific Gas and Electric worker Rayshawn Neely. Oh, my God. Yeah. So co-workers of Neely's attempted to flag down McBride to get him to stop, but it didn't work. And Neely was pinned in between the utility vehicle and McBride's car. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. According to court filings, which I read almost all of the court filings in conjunction with this case, Kai got out of the car and said, quote, what a wild fucking ride. End quote. While oh, Mc- my God. Yeah. While McBride got out and screamed, quote, I am God. I am Jesus. I was sent here to do- take all of the N words to heaven. End quote. This sounds like a fucking movie. Like this doesn't sound. I don't sound- know how this is not a movie yet. To be completely honest, this whole story that I'm going to be talking about. It's pretty crazy. So yeah, like, I mean, imagine being a bystander. We'll get into the bystanders. And you get into, like, you've stepped in it. Like, this is, and also, like, I'm sorry, like, how, like, Kai is a kid, but, like, how is the man, the myth, the legend, Jesus Christ, like, nobody, nobody has, no, as I, as I, I typically say this about, like, hot takes that celebrities make where they really shouldn't be making them but this stands like nobody in your life loves you enough to tell you hey maybe don't i don't know if mcbride had a lot of people in his life i don't really know too much about his background um but he gets out of the car he's screaming i am god i am jesus christ and he attempts to pull rayshawn neely by his shoulders out from in between these two cars um, while other PG&E workers got McBride away from Neely, a bystander named Tanya Baker came onto the scene to help. Before she could do anything, McBride had her in a bear hug and was crushing her pretty much. Uh, like hands, like her arms Fair. were down at her side. He had his arms around her and he was, he was God. crushing her. Court filings detail the attack saying, quote, they were facing each other. McBride was squeezing her so hard she could not move and it was difficult for her to breathe. He was pounding her in the back with what felt like his fist and he said and he hit her in the head a few times he was also kissing her on the face what the fuck and telling her he was jesus christ she repeatedly told him to let her go but to no avail end quote and this is when kai steps in so he begins hitting mcbride first with his fist and then with a weapon which is the famous hatchet which we'll get to and yelling at mcbride yeah and he was yelling at mcbride that he cannot hit women when McBride refused to let Baker go, Kai hit him in the head three times with the hatchet, twice with the <gasps> back, and once with the blade. <gasps> yeah, Kai defended these actions in a subsequent famous interview that we'll get to with journalist Jessup uh, Reisbeck saying, quote, a man that big can snap a woman's neck like a pencil stick, end quote. Oh, my God. It, I mean, to be fair, a man that big could snap, I think, anybody smaller's neck like a pencil yeah, stick. Yeah, exactly. So Um, McBride hit the ground, but when Baker got up to get away, he grabbed her leg. She kicked him to get him off of her and went to the other side of the car. After a little more confrontation, bystanders were able to subdue McBride, who ranted until the police arrived. Uh, If you want to read the court filings, I'll share them in our Discord. Uh, Message us to join our Discord. Um, That's a plug. At one point, it wasn't covered in any of the news stories that I saw, but at one point, McBride took off all of his clothes and started jerking off and saying he was Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, It got wild, if you want to read this. So the mental health, like the the treatment of mental health in this country, or lack thereof, this is like this is hitting all of the bingo spots. I mean, I don't like 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 I said, I don't know if if um, if this guy had a history of being kind of problematic or uh off his rocker a little bit or if he had if he was in and out of mental health facilities i really don't know i don't know anything about this guy besides what is detailed in um these articles that i reference and the doc the documentary spends just moments talking about this incident and Mm -hmm. um not too much more so the globe and mail article really helped and also the um uh 
the full court filings. Um, I think it's the People versus um, uh, Jet McBride. And um, that's where I got most of this information. But yeah, it's um, it's pretty so, wild. So you're telling me we haven't even reached the crux of the issue yet? Oh no, this is to the this is the beginning. Oh my god, I thought this was it. Oh no, my god, this is not this is not even the case we're talking about. This is setting Carry it up. Carry on, I guess. Holy shit! Yeah. So what I don't remember hearing about in all of the stories that came out after this was what happened to Rayshawn Neely, who was the victim. And before we get to the part of the case that everyone knows, um, here's what the court filing says. Quote, when Neely was finally removed from between the vehicles, his foot was facing the wrong way. Neely suffered six broken bones in his right leg and foot. He needed surgery to have a steel rod inserted into his leg. He was in a wheelchair Oof. for about four months, then on crutches for another couple of months. As of the time he testified, he was seeing a doctor on a regular basis. The steel rod had not been removed yet as the bones had not healed. End quote. Um, he did survive. Uh, Jet McBride also survived. Nobody died yet in this case. Mm -hmm. So journalist Jessup Reisbeck, who I mentioned before, of KMPH, the local Fox affiliate TV station in Fresno, was one of the first on the scene. He was typically a um, sports caster, and this was basically his first day um, doing like boots on the ground news. Okay. Um, That's he, a lot is for a lot. your first time. Yeah. So he was still talking to a different witness um, who was describing what had happened, that this wily-haired hitchhiker came and, like, saved the day when he spotted Kai just walking across the street. Um, so he approached him and started asking questions. And before um, talking about the, the attack, Kai, in a move that charmed most of anyone who has seen the interview, turned straight to the camera and said, quote, before I say anything else, I want to say that no matter what you've done, you deserve respect. Even if you make mistakes, you are lovable. And it doesn't matter your looks, skills, or age, your size, or anything. You are worthwhile. No one can ever take that away from you. End quote. Okay. He then goes on to say what happened in his eyes um, during this incident. And some highlights from the interview include him uh, saying smash, 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 what he did to McBride's head with the hatchet. Um, oh. And then when he was asked uh, to like what his name was, uh, he said uh, straight out of Dogtown, K A I, Kai. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know yeah. what this is now? No, I've completely missed this. We might no, have to do I a somehow... live react of you watching this uh, this I'm, interview on the Patreon I'm, or something. I'm kind of yeah, and I'm also like looking this up. Don't look it like, up. I'm I no no like I'm trying to see if like there's a thumbnail that like it looks familiar like you know what I mean like I've watched it but I don't remember the details and no this Ooh, this is really fun okay we'll do a yeah, live I have never seen this in my entire life this is really exciting we're gonna do a live reaction is it? yes is it okay is it exciting I don't know that I would say that but okay cool. so. Part of the interview appeared on the news that night, but Reisbeck decided to post the full six-minute conversation to his YouTube page. And by the time he woke up the next morning, it had gone beyond viral. Um, the video had been posted and reposted, so the total number of views can't really be determined. The cameraman posted a video, um, and so did Reisbeck. It was viewed over 400,000 times overnight, and versions of the... Um, that were posted by the station and rise back himself um, and others who basically ripped it and posted it themselves for profit on their YouTube and social media pages. They were racking up thousands and then millions of views within hours. One man oh. got 5 million views on a video in barely more than a day before the station ordered him to take it down. People were making remixes, recreations, reactions. The video seemed to just be everywhere. Kai was a complete sensation, but he was just, like, lost to the wind. He had done no other interviews on site that day. Uh, when he was done with Reisbeck, he just simply walked away. He had no phone, no address. He hadn't given anyone his real name or where he was from. He said at one point in the interview he was from, I think, Sophia, West Virginia, and then did a big wink. Um, mm. As we know from the beginning of this episode, he was from Canada, so he didn't want to get deported. So he wasn't uh, going to give his real... Uh, yeah. That's... All right. Yeah. 
So, okay. Yeah, so he was being a little cheeky about that. Um, <sighs> the only contact anyone had was Reisbeck. Reisbeck had an email address, and he was getting hundreds of messages from people trying to contact Kai. Every talk show and news station wanted to speak to him, and not just in the U.S. 13 countries sent invites for talks and interviews and, and promotions and TV appearances, everything. Even the producers of Keeping Up with the Kardashians wanted to do a reality Damn. show with him. Yeah, I mean, look at look at what they've done. I think these are the same producers that did the uh, short-lived series on Alexis Nyers from that Bling Ring episode that we did. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. Sh- this gives the same. It gives the same vibe, but at the same time, now that I say that, like. They didn't give a reality show to, like, the hide your kids, hide your wife guy or to the lady that was like, I uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. So, like, it just I'm also it gives me a little bit of pause. Like, what about this guy other than him being white? Yeah, I think um, during the in the doc, they they talk about how he could be kind of a gateway into the. um unhoused community and things that he could do and just kind of be like a a window into that world you know Um, fair and true could be uh i don't think it was a good idea but we'll get into that no i think it's still taking advantage of somebody either way oh for sure um a few days after the video went viral kai and reisbeck met back up to do a follow-up interview at a fast food place in san jose Reisbeck filled Kai in on all of the offers that were piling up while he stuffed his face with burgers. Kai listened and didn't seem bothered one way or the other. Um, to make his decision, he had a pencil uh, on the, the table. And um, Reisbeck said, quote, if it landed one way, he was going to go and potentially make millions of dollars. He was going to be a reality TV show star. Or if it landed the other way, he was going to smoke weed in San Francisco, end quote. When the he Both threw it up, options. right? When he threw it up in the air and the pencil landed, Kai said, "Quote: Well, I'm going to smoke weed." End quote. Oh my god! Yep. Just didn't bother. Wasn't swayed by like making millions of dollars and being like a sensation. Just a complete free spirit that just like doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't stop the offers, though. Producers pushed for at least one appearance appearance on jimmy kim alive and promised a limo filled with weed if he agreed 10 days oh after God. the video was posted kai was on jimmy kimmel's show they did a bit in a car on the set you can see the whole video online and parts of it is in the um the netflix doc at the end of the interview uh jimmy gave kai a surfboard and a wetsuit and sent him on his way well Kai was getting recognized, meanwhile, everywhere. Everywhere he absolutely went. People wanted to buy him drinks, weed, meals, give him places to stay, just for the story, just for the celebrity of it all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But as the Globe and Mail article says, he wasn't always what people wanted him to be. People only knew him from the charming six-minute viral interview and Mm. the same unpredictability people liked um, in that video didn't always translate as well in person. The yeah. article and doc talk about Kai's time in LA off screen quote, Kai rode his skateboard through the lobby of the Roosevelt hotel and out for a fancy lunch with TV executives, smashed a plate on the floor and yelled, Opa. He urinated on Julio Iglesias' star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, then left a backpack with everything he owned outside the hotel for someone else to take, telling Reisbeck, look where I'm staying tonight. Someone definitely needs this more than me. Before the Jimmy Kimmel appearance, Kai urinated on the sign for the show and then gave the money he got from Kimmel to the security guard to apologize, end quote. Oh, my God. It just... He was such a... He was just a, a different type of soul. Everyone yes. in the everyone in the dock seemed like, well, he wasn't like starstruck to be at this place or like to be on Jimmy Kimmel. He just Jimmy Kimmel handed him an envelope of like five hundred dollars, and then he immediately went to hand it to the security guard and to apologize for like doing something wrong. 
And during the uh, Jimmy Kimmel appearance, when he gave him the surfboard and wetsuit, he was uh, Jimmy Kimmel was like, oh, you're probably just going to like give this away. It's for you to do whatever you want with it. Because Kai just like took stuff and like gave it to people in need. It was just yeah. like he wasn't like surprised or motivated by all of this fame. It was just like, oh, OK, like he was right. just be he was being who he was in that interview and like not trying to put on like a viral video it wasn't a character face. yeah yeah it's just who he was though but, it reminds me of go ahead um that snl that series of snl sketches that pete davidson used to do where i think the guy's chad? name was like chad yeah yes. and he and with less less um like erratic behavior but just the same vibe in the sense of like Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, my oh, favorite. Yeah, no doubt. My doubt. favorite one of those is uh, the guy from Scream or like the Halloween one. Is that the one with Adele? He's in a haunted house. No, this, he's like sitting There's on his so like, many. he's like sitting on his couch and like he gets like a phone call. He's like, do you like yes. scary movies? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like, just so unbothered and just like, yes. Sure. Yes. Whatever. Like, like, however, this is also, A, this is a real person. It's not a caricature, but be like at the end of the day, also, though, he still needs help. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And um, the tide actually started to turn on Kai pretty quickly after that Jimmy Kimmel interview. Weeks after the appearance, he got a large tattoo on the side of his face and neck uh, that was described as, quote, a swirling miasma of mystical symbolism, perfectly befitting a man of Kai's guru like qualities, end quote. Um, okay. there was just, it was just like a swirling weird thing. Do you know that, that symbol that's on some like, um, uh, like laundry tags that it's like a triangle and then there's like a straight line through the top of it. That symbol's yeah. in there for some reason. Um, it was just, okay. it's just weird. Yeah. That's all very, I don't know. Yeah. So he, he posted pictures of it onto a Facebook page that he had and people online debated whether he was stupid or high or seeking attention when he got it. And maybe rightfully, maybe a little too late at this point, people started talking about whether he was mentally ill in some way. I mean, that's not for anyone's judgment to make. Um, but, and it's not like he put himself in a position where he wanted to be famous, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. So... I don't know if um, he was really ready for all those eyes to be on him, but I do believe yeah. um, he was described in his childhood that he needed maybe a little bit more attention and didn't seem to get it. So mm -hmm. um, that probably should have been looked at yes. <laughs> prior to all of this. But by the end of March, a Facebook page uh, that was a fan page shut down with the messages, quote, we cannot vouch for Kai's integrity towards people anymore end quote and also quote we hope kai will help himself and best wishes wishes to him lesson disrespect and unappreciation will get you nowhere you are you're not coming into our city and think you can run over us with your so-called fame end quote the doc goes a little bit more into um some instances after the kimmel interview and in between the crime that i'll actually like get to um, about some stuff that he said and did that like meetups with people, maybe um, not respecting property and not respecting people. Um, it was suggested, I don't know where else to put this besides here, but it was suggested in the doc uh, by a man named Gabriel from a band called the Redcoats that um, Kai had played with, uh, played a show with in uh, Fresno at one point that he, um, Kai had mentioned during that um, that show that he was at that he may have put something into the weed that him and McBride had smoked, and maybe that's oh. why McBride had gone on that rampage. Um, but it's worth saying that the court filings that I, like I said, I read through. State, quote, laboratory analysis detect no substance in the plant material other than the active ingredient in marijuana. The testing would have shown okay. methamphetamine, amphetamine, cocaine, cocaine base, PCP, heroin, opiates, LSD, ecstasy, or ketamine had any been present. Tests to determine potency were not conducted, end quote. 
Additionally, McBride was McBride himself was tested. Quote, blood was drawn from the defendant at the hospital. It tested positive for THC, marijuana, at the level that was capable of producing an intoxicating effect on some individuals. Tests were also performed for alcohol, opiates, PCP, methamphetamine, cocaine, bath salts, and methadone. The results were negative for all. In addition, no LSD was detected, end quote. So I don't know if, if that was Kai lying, if he was exaggerating the truth. Um, I don't know that I could believe anything he says um, especially after the events that we'll, we'll get into now. So, mm. just over three months after his initial fame on Saturday, May 11th, Kai was in Times Square. Uh, he was approached by 73-year-old lawyer and former military man Joseph Galfi Jr. Galfi said that Kai had looked lost and asked if he needed a place to stay. And when Kai agreed, the two picked up food and headed to Galfi's home in suburban Clark, New Jersey. The next day, Kai left, uh, but he came back that night to stay another night at Galfi's home. When Galfi didn't show up for work on Monday and missed an mm. appointment, his paralegal called some of his friends and neighbors and asked if they could check on him. Galfi had a history of heart problems and other uh, health issues, and he lived alone since the death of a man some knew as his, quote, houseboy and employee, end quote, um, understood by his friends to be um, his partner. Um, but he had passed away several years earlier. So when a friend named Robert Ellenport went to the house, uh, saw it was dark and quiet and the newspaper was still sitting outside, he called the police to do a welfare check. It was mm -hmm. then that Galfi's body was found face down on the floor of his bedroom, dressed only in his underwear and socks. <sighs> he had been brutally beaten with fractures in the bones of his face, neck, and ribs, and bleeding in his brain. One of his ears God. had been almost torn off. <gasps> yeah. Police found his phone and were able to make the connection to a man from a viral video that had gone around recently. Hmm. Wonder who that could be. Oh, my God. On Tuesday, May 14th, an alarming post appeared on Kai's fa Facebook. I will say um, there is some pretty graphic language in this post um, alluding to sexual assault. Um, it said, quote, What would you do if you woke up with a groggy head, metallic taste in your mouth in a stranger's house, walked to the mirror and seen cum dripping down the side of your face from your mouth and started retching, <laughs> realizing that someone had drugged, raped, and blown their fucking load in you? What would you do? End quote. Oh, my God. Uh, you can go to his Facebook now, and that is the last thing that is posted onto his Facebook. Oh, my I God. I know, because I did. Um, no. Kai had posted some concerning things before this as well. On May 10th, he posted a long story, his um, Mother's Day post, about how mm. he had been in a cage and sexually assaulted as a child. On April 26, he shared a Huffington Post article titled, quote, Is Vigilancy pedophile, pedophile Hunting a Good Idea? End quote. To which he wrote, quote, You decide for you. I'll decide for me. Preach to the choir and the choir boys read between the lines. End quote. Hmm. Um, he had also written about wanting to be in a porno film where the prophets would go to, quote, a civil rights group that aims to arm single mothers in poverty-stricken areas with shotguns. End quote. Okay. Don't know if that's really the direction that everyone should be going in, but uh, but it's a it's a start, but not maybe the right direction. Yeah the 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 thought is there, the intention is there. Yeah. Um, another post described wanting to quote smash 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 end quote the leader of North Korea. Uh, quote, in all caps, dead, end quote, and more explicitly, quote, beat him to death with a hammer, end quote. So okay. maybe like a little bit misplaced aggression and um, over-aggression, it seems. Um, okay. Yeah. So like I said, Kai was clearly not a stranger to sharing morally suspicious content, um, that, along with Galfi's cell phone connection, and um, they they found in Galfi's home a, an NJ Transit ticket. So they, mm -hmm. they found the time on the ticket, the date and time on the ticket, and they went to NJ Transit and got 
um, the video surveillance of that station at that time, and you could clearly see Galfi very clearly with Kai at the station at the time. So it was this that led to uh, Kai being arrested in a Greyhound station in Philadelphia several days later. He chopped his long hair short with a knife, but it, he was still recognized by multiple people, both because of his obvious internet fame and the tattoo that took up like a side of his face and neck. So yeah, you're really not going to be kind of uh, on the run with that. Mm-mm. So there's that. Um, what Damn. surprised me was that the murder trial didn't begin until April 2019. Kai was held wow. in a New Jersey jail for six years by this time. What the fuck? Yeah, and much of that was actually spent in solitary confinement or segregation. <gasps> and he attempted suicide at least once. Which, I mean, honestly, it makes sense because, first of all, like, solitary isn't... It, it, it's simply no matter what you've done, who you are, it's not humane. It's, no, it's not... not something that you're meant to be in at all like for prolonged periods or vice like for a short time yeah um like it's like it's it's the equivalent of a timeout but imagine a timeout in six years getting no human interaction yeah no like and you're not mentally healthy to begin with yeah like i'm not backing him up i'm not saying i'm not uh i'm not backing up anything that he did um clearly what happened was hugely wrong Um, yes and the families and friends of uh galfi deserve um justice justice for what had happened but i don't think justice is having somebody sit for six years in solitary confinement um before they're even put on trial yes that's the thing if that's that's pretty wild yes that's the thing like it would be different if like and i'm not and i'm still not justifying it like i'm not justifying him committing this vicious murder and i'm not justifying him being held in solitary but like you're gonna suppose it turns out that it was that he was innocent that it was self-defense what have you like six years like it it's that's not what you do you wouldn't do that to uh, hell you wouldn't do that to anything anyone like that's just not no it's not humane not great like yeah you might be a shitty person but that that's not a human thing to do and if he if he was like what's the word that i'm looking for if if he was acting in say self-defense if he was acting in such a way where there was any chance that he didn't deserve to be in jail Mm -hmm. how are how are how is anybody going to know that now because you can't say that his mental state was in such a way that he'd be fit to defend himself yeah like you don't know whether his testimony is going to be legitimate or not when he's being withheld from human interaction for years yeah like i don't know i don't know that's just yeah i just read that part and i was just like six years before this even happened but um the judge on the case union county superior court judge robert kirsch denied requests by court tv and inside edition to broadcast the the proceedings saying quote it is obvious that he plays into the media. He's obsessed with it. I've never seen anything quite like it, quite honestly. And for his own sake, I am removing that intoxicant to him so that he can focus on the matters at hand. I'm I, sorry. What? Um, I don't know if he was obsessed with media attention. Obviously, he wasn't like going after the money. If he did, he would have done the reality show. And that's stuff what I'm like saying. That. Um, but I mean, he was. He was a hitchhiker and he relied on people's generosity to basically true. make it into every everything that he did. So like That's true. I'm sure the media helped him. Uh but I do I do agree with the the saying that um removing that would help him focus on the matters at hand. I also believe it was kind of um um helping 
the case itself not to have the media there because yes people that i would agree with people loved kai from the original interview and everything like that so like the court of public opinion probably would have swayed mm-hmm. on the side of him saying like oh well he couldn't have done anything even though that interview that he was famous for was him committing a terrible act yes like, he didn't know at that point if McBride was dead or alive or whatever. No. He was, yeah, he was defending somebody, but he very readily pulled out a hatchet and smashed somebody in the head. Like, yeah, people kind of forget that, that this yeah. was all about, this was a crime to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they mentioned it briefly in, in, um, in the doc, but like, at one point during that interview, during the longer part of that interview that Reisbeck posted on his, his uh, YouTube page, he right. had asked Kai if he had ever been involved in something like this. And Kai was like, yeah, one time I came up on this guy who was beating this girl that he called his. And I I beat him, like, he almost beat him to death, it seemed like. He beat him in the face. Oh and he, he shows his, his hand to the, the camera. And he's like, yeah, I still have the scars, like, on my knuckles and everything. So, like... Oh, my God. This does show that he has a history of, like, violent behavior. Yes. Whether it's self-defense, whether it's defense of somebody else, um, he just seems ready to act in violence, um, which I don't think helps this case at all. Um... Also, Judge Kirsch denied Kai's request to fire his lawyer and represent himself, which Good. we know is probably not the greatest. If you're looking at a Bundy or something like that, it's probably yeah. not great. Uh, if you didn't go to law school, you probably shouldn't represent yourself, I don't think. Um, people could take advantage of you even if you are innocent. Um, yeah, absolutely. Although the court heard that Kai had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder... Uh, he did not want to consider his mental health as a defense besides the PTSD related to his assault as a teenager. Judge Kirsch agreed, quote, he may be difficult, he may be obstructive, he may be disingenuous, he may be crafty, shrewd, manipulative, etc., but he's quite clearly competent, end quote. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, jurors in this case were polled on what kind of TV shows they watched. So trying to see if they may be swayed by his viral fame, uh, you'd be a perfect juror because you'd never heard of it. Yeah, I would be a perfect juror. But that's so fascinating to me. Yeah. That that's like, that's a good idea. Yeah. But it's such a it's such a fascinating thought to me that they would think to ask that. That's well, we talked more. This is why they get paid. We talked more in our episode on um, Joanne Little that um they really really went in with deciding who was going to be on the jury of that case Mm -hmm. and kind of going with a scientific approach to try to get the best outcome right and i think that um that that traveled on to other cases and and other jury selections and stuff which is probably a pretty good idea yeah, yeah. you, you want to get the most neutral people as possible, but you also want it to be as fair as possible on both sides. Yes. Yeah. Um, so testifying in his own defense, Kai repeated what he had told the police immediately after his arrest, that he had blacked out after drinking a beer on both nights he had spent with Galfi and awoke on the Sunday night to find Galfi on top of him, pulling his pants down and trying to sexually assault him. He said he only fought to get away and didn't know Galfi was dead until after he was arrested. Mm. Kai's lawyer raised questions about the police investigation, including why drinking glasses in the home weren't examined for drug residue, why blood in a semen swab taken from Galfi's body wasn't tested for DNA, and why police didn't perform a rape kit on Kai after his arrest. I think all valid questions. Yes, all of those, I would say, are valid questions. Definitely. Um, Kai... Unfortunately, he was not helping himself during the trial. Frequently, he would he would interrupt with his own comments, so much so that Judge Kirsch threatened to have him removed from the courtroom. Even when he was silent, one reporter said his, quote, eccentric facial expressions and constant eyebrow raising were reminiscent of the YouTube video that made him internet famous, end quote. Kai also accused corruption and collusion amongst the police, lawyers, and judge in the case. Um, hmm. So he was a little troublesome to have in the courtroom 
Ultimately, the jury deliberated for two days on May 30th, 2019. Kai was sentenced to 57 years in prison for first degree <gasps> murder. Judge wow. Kirsch said during sentencing, quote, you created this public image of a surfing free spirit unshackled by the constraints of materialism and consumption. But underneath that free spirit, the jury saw another side of you. You are a powder keg of explosive rage, a cold-blooded, calculated, callous killer, end quote. Kai will be Damn. eligible for parole in 2061 at the age of 73. Wow. Yes. Damn. See, like, that's, this is so tough because I, I mean, obviously justice deserved to be served here. Yeah. But this is just one where, like, nobody wins because how I don't, do you, like, yeah. I don't think it, I have a hundred percent of the details, and I feel like maybe if I did, then I would be able to make a more informed decision. But from what I read, from what I saw, everything that I had gone through in preparing this episode and watching the doc and everything, I don't think that he is a callous, cold-blooded killer. Yeah, I that's think what I'm saying. He, I mean, the things that he had posted a couple of times and some other stuff that he had said about like he had he had 100% without a doubt gone through a sexual assault as a young person that is yes. a horribly traumatic thing to have to go through at any age no yes. one should have to go through that right but it does seem that he took that and um kind of became a little bit of a vigilante for for that yeah absolutely uh, and that's not a way that's not a way to to take that i don't support that no um you shouldn't have to go through a sexual assault but you also shouldn't then hunt down people who you believe are sexual assaulters are, yes yes doing the same and i'm i'm with you i'm a hundred percent with you um i mean there's a little piece of um the NJ Transit security video in the dock where I don't know if this was before or after the alleged uh, sexual assault. Um, right. But Galfi is with Kai on the platform at a train station for NJ Transit and buys him a ticket and everything and they hug. Mm -hmm. So it, it seems like that's a, that's a little familiar and not like cold-blooded callous killer right right well and it really it it, it also it a couple things about this bother me one of them being like you, i think the judge is a little too bent on he's clearly trying to do this to stick it like, to someone who's internet famous it, it like that that the not even how do I put this? He's, I don't think he, as in Kai, is that obsessed with fame and yeah, money that, that, yeah. and all of that. Like, I think for him to bring that up in both the beginning of the trial when he wouldn't let media in and the end with sentencing, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't, that doesn't sound like you said, unless there's details missing that's that's not what this sounds like and it just seems kind of like a cop-out like an excuse yeah like the um, doc shows the doc shows like videos from like fans who like met up with kai and posted them on youtube and stuff and it never seems that like he's really trying to like play up stuff it's more like the people that met up with him wanted him to do the smash 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 thing and like yeah. kind of recreate his viral fame and he just seems like kind of like a dude that just wanted to fucking like surf one day and party the next and like i again i'm not saying this as in like i fully support him and defend him in any way it just no. seems that like i i don't know i guess maybe something is missing i i really don't know like i, I saw the doc i read a, like a lot of articles on it i read through the um the court filings between what happened with mcbride mm -hmm. um i don't know I saw some of the videos. I was, I, I remember liking the video when it first happened, saying like, oh my gosh, this guy is so charismatic. He's so like. He's so funny. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's like, so fun. But like, you, again, you forget that that video is about a horrible crime. 
Right. Well, and, and it circulated so much that I don't think it's... Especially in a very memeable time. Yes. This is in 2013. Yes. You don't get a lot of that backstory. Yeah. For a lot of these. But this like, all happened... Like, his rise and fall happened in a space of less than, like, four months. Yeah. That's pretty wild. It's wild. It's sad. And it's, like, another issue that I'm kind of taking with this is... Because, like, he's clearly not well, and I don't think sentencing somebody mentally unhealthy to 50-something years in prison is the right call for that. Like, I feel like there are facilities that people can be sent to and sentenced to, and, and have been. I believe McBride was sentenced to a mental health facility instead of a straight up prison, and he drove his car into a public service a human being yes like i i just didn't end in murder but still a targeted act and he didn't have like whether or not the the fact of the matter is kai says that he was sexually assaulted whether or not he was there was no rape kit taken there was all of that evidence is gone now we don't know what is or is not true I mean, um, I, I've seen a couple of photos from the crime scene and I've heard um, explanations of the type of injuries that Galfie sustained wouldn't be consistent with just self-defense, um, okay. specifically the fact that his ear was almost torn off. That doesn't indicate just self-defense. It indicates that he was stomped on. Right. Um, and I don't believe... Um, that Kai had corresponding uh, defensive wounds. Okay. That would be consistent with the story that he was telling. Uh, again, I don't know what to believe with him. I don't know that he's ever told the whole truth. Um, when he talks about his childhood, there seems to be definitely things that were true and things that maybe he as a child misconstrued or maybe took out of context or maybe his mother's covering up some stuff and not telling the whole truth his cousin seems to uh correspond with some of the things that he said but i don't know if mm-hmm. anything he says is 100 percent the truth so i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know yeah. how you can do an attack that vicious and and run and not believe that somebody has been injured i mean i i fully yeah get the I, yeah um if you were sexually assaulted, not immediately running to pol- the police, that happens. I, I don't say, I'm not going to say that like, oh, well, he should have done this if it wasn't his fault. Like, yep. again, he was, he was also, he's not an American citizen. So he was afraid no. of getting deported. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and that, again, not that defending him, not defending him that. at all. But the, these are other things that like I thought about while reading some of this and watching some of the, uh, the stuff that I watched. Yeah. Like, I just... I don't know. I really don't. I really don't know. Yeah. Well, obviously, you can search Kai on YouTube, and about every version of the original news interview with Reisbeck will come up, and also all of the recreations, the um, auto-tuned versions, everything. Yep. Uh, if you want to watch it was that Kay- Caitlin live reacting to the video we will try to put that on our patreon um there's also a lot of videos now there's a lot of videos especially after the uh doc came out of people kind of doing what we're doing analyzing the rise and fall of kai himself Mm. um but this episode was kind of spurned on by the new netflix doc that came out the hatchet wielding hitchhiker came out um in beginning of january at least in the u.s um, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 91%, audience score of 43%, Google score of 71%, with a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. You can watch it on Netflix as of right now. Um, I thought it was pretty decent. I know a lot of people had said that it was uh, not that great. It's one part, mm-hmm. which we love. Yes. Don't need to do a five-part series Ugh. on Kai. We're great. One part's fine. It's so much. But Kai himself responded to the documentary from prison, accusing Netflix of ruthlessly exploiting his story, 
quote okay so netflix is making a movie about my life before i was arrested but before but they refused to pay me anything for it if someone made a movie about oj simpson's football career you'd better believe he'd be making bank off of it end quote i, I will say fair. well i will say oj simpson was didn't go to prison for True. what he did or did not do but definitely did um so if you were convicted of a crime i do not believe you're allowed to make money off of it mm-hmm. um we look at I, yeah, john wayne gacy yeah john wayne gacy selling his paintings from prison and stuff like that like there's limits Jody to areas like, yeah exactly there's limits to like how you can make money if you were convicted of a crime if you were not convicted of a crime you could write a whole fucking book about it saying if you had done it this is what it would be like exactly exactly yeah. so oj simpson is a different situation i'm not saying that that's right or wrong but also it does seem that kai is a little bit more concerned about the money aspect now that yes. he is in prison though one could argue i mean we've talked about it we just talked about it a couple days ago not a couple days ago but a couple episodes ago with 13th um a review of that documentary which if you have not seen it highly recommend um truly one of the best documentaries i'm still stuck on it I'm one of the best i've ever seen um, just be in the right headspace for it. be prepared yes, for it yes, when you watch be it. in the right headspace but definitely it's it's a must watch but he i mean when you're in prison as we have touched on as we know it's you're not making a ton of money it's it's forced labor you don't have enough money to even like afford toothpaste everything is at such a markup yeah that it's nearly impossible to unless you've got somebody depositing money into your commissary it is not by any means the cost of living is just super high like yeah you're not to be glib like your room and board is free your food is free but basic necessities yeah are not i mean i I will say that I had read in a couple of different articles that there were kind of like, um, not exactly GoFundMe's, but something of the sort for Kai's like legal defense. Okay. Um, so I don't know if he has a bunch of money from that or whatever, but that was just something that was in one of the articles that I read. But besides that, that is all I have for the story of Kai, the hatchet wielding hitchhiker damn girl that's messy i am astounded that you have never heard of this i am also astounded and yet i am not because there's a lot of things that i have missed over the years we just we literally right before recording this michael and i just watched aaron brockovich because i had never seen it yeah like it's uh a couple weeks ago we had to watch all of the harry potter movies in order because elliot had never seen the last three so we needed to watch all of them in order so that he could have context for everything yep i you know i get it elliot as much as i as i as i joke about it i get it but yeah yeah anyway um i do want to end on a positive note with my palate cleanser this is uh something that is non-crime related that we want to end the episode with end your tuesday with if you're listening Mm. on the day it comes out um this week i want to end with an artist on uh spotify or wherever you get your music caplo um okay am i am i biased because i did the album art for this <gasps> uh ep no absolutely not but you should be as i should be caplo k-a-p-l-o-w caplo on spotify on anywhere where you get uh your music absolutely incredible ep right now um i wanted to wait until the full ep was out before i used it as my palette cleanser because i wanted to pick my absolute favorite song Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to play one of the songs at the end of this episode so get ready but um, the song I chose is called Much of Anything um, but Glove Compartment Passenger Seat and Room to Grow the EP is called Room to Grow um, all on Spotify or wherever you get music very very good very pop punky very fun so give it a listen and you did the album art this is so great I I'm so did. excited yeah, there's uh, t- 
three singles and then the EP itself. And I had a lot of fun collabing on this album artwork. And I would not attach my album artwork to something that I didn't fully mm-hmm. believe in. Mm-hmm. So um, this I fully believe in. And I love her oh. music. And I love her. So, this is so great. Yes. So enjoy much of anything at the end of this episode. And uh, join our Patreon. You can join for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want this uh, podcast is free for you to listen to but not free for us to make so any little bit helps um you get rewards at different levels you can hear out episodes early mm-hmm. like i said maybe you'll be able to see caitlin's live react to the viral kai video apparently um, you We've can, got a poll up there we do have a poll for um episodes that are coming out at the end of the month you mm-hmm. definitely want to be a part of that um you don't have to be a part of our patreon though to join our discord but you do have to message us direct message us on any of our social media if you're dming us on instagram i'm trying to get back to people uh i will get back to you and i will send you the link so don't fear i will get to it um but yeah dm us that you want to join the discord and i'll send you the link we have fun there we talk about our pets i post uh spoilers for episodes on mondays yes Um, and they're so fun yeah it is a fun time it's the guessing game of it is just so fun you could also email us crimeculturepod at gmail.com we are taking requests they are all put onto a list and we will get to them eventually but definitely send in your request if you have something to request uh we're also on facebook instagram and twitter and i believe that is it that is that is i think it that is everything um as far as i know oh and if you can't afford to support us financially which is totally fine totally get it especially these days um we're also you're free to give us a reading a review yeah that's a totally free way to help us out and we uh, we appreciate it so so much yes uh it costs nothing for you to do but it makes a huge difference for us so yes if you would like to five star rate and review on whatever podcast platform you listen on we would love it thank you yeah all right um but that's that's i think i i mean i have nothing else i'm just sitting here with my thoughts on this this is a lot of information that i have learned in the past like hour Hour. yes well elliot went out to go get me dumplings so i am very very excited for dumplings and um we will see you next tuesday enjoy much of anything by caplo look her up on uh spotify or wherever you get your music okay bye. bye bye Back home, a ticking time bomb, you and me. Oh, that's why. I-